This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. It's that time of the morning where we get to have a really sensible, in-depth, powerful and meaningful conversation. It's time to hang out with Professor Dion Foster. This program brought to you by SPH Kundalila, experts in surface mining solutions. He's the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology and the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. But at the moment, just sitting at home, I'm guessing. Good morning, Dion. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sitting in front of my uh, office, which Uh measures about, I think it's about 17 inches across. It's a computer screen. (laughs) Everything in the world happens inside there. Oh, it's crazy. So yeah, still at home, Brad. Man, my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you miss those moments when you could just say, oh, I just want to quickly go and ask so-and-so a question or go and check on something and hop up off your desk, walk down a corridor, mug in hand, and knock on the door and say, can I have pick your brain for a moment? I mean, those must be moments oh, you're missing. I miss it. I miss it so much. And Brad, even more than that, I mean, I, I still get to have some contact with colleagues. Yes. But I really miss the students. Oh, and I just being in class and having those conversations where, you know, I learn from them and you can see their light bulbs going on. Ah. You know, those moments are wonderful. Now when I teach a class, you know, it's just little squares with names and, you know, you're never quite sure are they there, you know. And you hope, and so you hope, just, and you hope all of them are wearing pants. I hope all of them are wearing pants. <laughs> Although I, I must uh, tell you a little secret and listeners, please don't tell us all. We won't. Uh, the other day I had to uh, participate in, in an online event where I was a speaker. And it was so hot that I wore a jacket. And uh, smart shirt and shorts. Ah, that's brilliant. <laughs> no one could see the shorts. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just work, you think better without shoes on anyway. So uh, those yes, are the, uh, these are the moments we have to treasure because uh, who knows what uh, next year will hold. Dion, um, you know, we live in this world where, I don't know, the word sheeple comes to mind, where it's so easy to follow. And once you're following, if someone were to ask you, why do you do that? Why do you believe that? Why do you act that way? Why do you listen to them? And then you would say, well, isn't that what everybody does? And uh, aren't we supposed to have a different value system or allow ourselves to be challenged and then to be the peculiar people? Brad, I mean, that is so true. You know, um, one of the, the most famous um, Christian books ever written, mm. other than the Bible, of course, but one of the most famous uh, books ever written is a book by uh, a very, very well-known, actually African theologian, uh, from the 4th century named St. Augustine, St. Mm-hmm. Augustine of Hippo. And he wrote a book called The City of God. And it's it's possibly, you know, in, in theology, it's probably one of the most important books that we get our students to read very early on because it's, it seems to capture something of what it means to live in God's kingdom. It's not a geographical kingdom. It's not a, a kingdom which is a location. But it, it, it's a place in which God reigns no matter where we are. And um, what Augustine captures in, in that particular book is this understanding that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm placing this in my own words now, mm-hmm. that wherever you bow your knee to Christ, wherever you declare Christ as Lord, in, in whatever part of your life or whatever place you find yourself, whether it's your home, your place of work, uh, even if you're the only one, mm-hmm. then that place becomes... The, the reign of God's kingdom. Wow. The king of glory finds his authority exerted there. And, and that is an absolutely wonderful thing. 
that's the, the one. Uh, another very, very famous, uh, relatively contemporary book is by uh, Stanley Howarth. Stanley Howarth is a is a wonderful guy. You've often heard me speak about him. He was named uh, in in nineteen ninety four, I think it was, as uh, Times, you know, uh, theologian of the year. And when <laughs> they went to give him the award, yeah. uh, you know, they said, "So, Doctor Howarth, how do you feel about being named uh, best theologian of the year?" And he said, "Well, best." is not a theological category. <laughs> sort of irreverent. But he wrote this wonderful book called Resident Alien. Oh. And, and that sort of sums up what I want to touch on today. That's the fact that, you know, as, as Christians, we need, to rec- we need to recognize that our primary identity, our primary location, our, our highest allegiance, the thing that should shape our language and our thoughts and our habits and our culture is not the place in which we live. It's not the nation, mm. not the country. It's not even the, the historical culture or ethnicity that we belong to. It is primarily the fact that we are claimed by God in Christ. Our, our truest identity is to bear the name and the value and the life of Christ. And, you know, I often look at churches that, that sort of style themselves according to very, very contemporary culture and, and say to myself, oh, goodness, you're making a mistake because... You know, what is fashionable today is Mm. hilarious tomorrow. I remember when mullets and moustaches were the coolest thing. Oh, my goodness. I can tell you in 10 years' time, the man bun and, uh, you know, the the woodcutter's beard is going to look as ridiculous as that. But but somehow, when we're in the moment, when we're in the midst of this sort of cultural moment, we find it very difficult to recognize that that is transient, that it will pass, Mm. and that there are truer values according to which we have to live. Um, this relates, of course, Brad, also to things like identity politics. You know, I've been watching with, with great interest what's been happening uh, in, in, in the media just over the last couple of days by people claiming particular identities. And that's important. We need to be able to say who we are, and, and sometimes we also need to be able to say who we are not. Mm. But, but as Christians, we always need to say, before I am anything else, I am a citizen of God's kingdom. I am a subject of Christ the King. And my values are determined not by a monetary system, not by an economic policy, not by the political ideology of a party that happens to be in charge at this time or that time. Uh, I am that my values, my life is determined by Christ the King. You know, in the, I'll say this is the last thing, in the uh, Luzon movement, the Luzon uh, movement is a very, very important movement, particularly for evangelical Christians, uh, just started by John Stott and, and Billy Graham, they had this very famous saying, said, either Jesus Christ is Lord of all, mm. or he is not Lord at all. Either wow. Jesus Christ is Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. And I think that's a very important thing for us to hold on to. So maybe the question I want to ask our listeners today is, is who determines what clothes you wear? <laughs> who determines what television shows you watch? Who determines uh, how you structure your speech, what you post on Facebook? Who determines what you long for as, as a measure of success? Who determines how you structure your family, how you divide labor in your home, um, how you deal with, with strangers and otherness? Who determines those things? And if you find yourself looking a little too much like the culture around you, then I think it's time for a reality check, because either Jesus Christ is Lord of all, 
or he's not Lord at all. Oh my goodness. Well, that's a challenge. You can't back down from that. You can't just carry on and let Thursday become Friday and you haven't asked yourself that question. Dion, thank you. Big this morning, big indeed, but uh, we only have one life to live, so I suppose we better do it the right way. Um, otherwise, we're going to look back and say, I missed out on all of that, and who wants to get to the end of their life and have nothing but regret served on a big silver platter? Yuck. So thank you for that. Well, Brad, blessing to you, and I know this is not an easy thing. You know, It takes, mm. it takes a great deal of, of presence. You have to live in the now. You have to be willing to live where you are and, and not to wish you were somewhere else, either in the past or the future or even another country or location or body or, or bank account. You've got to live where you are. Mm. And most importantly, you've got to say, Jesus, you are here with me. And, and how do I live this moment to your glory? What, what do you want me to do in this very moment that shows that you are Lord? Because I want to bend my knee right here and establish your kingdom. This insert was brought to you by Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.capepulpit.co.za.